In this episode, I will uncover the secret that has allowed Starbucks to see massive success with their customers and how you can apply this to your own podcast or social media page. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo-jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Alec Hassan here. And if you're new to Digital Ministry Mastery, we provide digital ministry leaders with the tactics they need to create greater impact and income online. Because I believe that, you know, if we're working hard to provide a lot of value in the world, then we should be compensated for it. And I also believe that you shouldn't have to rely on sponsorships or going viral in order to see success online. So Seth Godin, uh, for many of you who may not know, he's like a really intelligent uh, marketer. He has like one of the best minds when it comes to marketing, and he talks about how the buying cycle for people has been increasing over time as the internet has been getting more integrated in people's lives. And he mentions it quite a lot in his book, This Is Marketing, and definitely recommend checking it out. It's it's some really good stuff. Uh, but there's been basically a trend that has been happening online where people need to be indoctrinated uh, for longer periods of time before they feel comfortable making a decision to buy from you or not. So whether it's taking time to do research on a product or compare prices, people have more power to do thorough digging that they really didn't have before. So now obviously, you know, it's important to be able to make an informed decision when, when someone's buying, you know, but it makes advertising costs go up for a lot of people online. So if someone has to see your ad like 20 times before making a decision to purchase and it costs you like 50 cents to show that ad to that person each time, then you're spending like $10 just to get a customer who's trying to buy something for you that might only be like $12. But it costs you like five bucks to make the darn thing. Now you're like losing money and it's like, well, what the, you know, what's the point of doing it? You know, running ads if I'm just losing money. So there are many approaches to overcoming this. You know, in one of my previous videos, I talk about like a strategy that I'm going to be implementing for my own Facebook ads. But one way to overcome this problem is to increase the lifetime value of your customer. So what this means is that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're going to look at the average value of your customer over a year, how much they're going to spend with you during that year, you know, that's basically an example of like the lifetime value of someone because it's, they're not just, you're not just looking at like how much do they spend with me in this moment, but how much have they spent with me over a period of time? Because sticking with, you know, the example that I said prior, you know, if I spent $10 to get a customer and they bought something worth $12, initially, you know, you may not be making any money. But if over the course of a year, they end up spending $400 buying what you have to offer, you know, now you're not in the negative anymore. So, you know, spending $10 to make 400, you know, that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, But this approach, you know, it takes a lot of time because, you know, you're having to lose money in the beginning to eventually make money later on, which can be tough for, you know, a lot of us who are running something online. So the approach um, or well, like the, the other approach that you can take is to increase the average cart value of the customer. So what this means is basically like I want you to imagine, let's say 
it costs you $10 to get a customer. And when they go to add the $12 product to their shopping cart, if you want to increase like the average cart value, what you could do is you could present them an offer to buy another thing for an additional $20. So now when they check out, they're and they're like, yeah, you know what? That $20 thing, that sounds good. I didn't even think of that. I'll add that to the cart as well. Now they're spending like $32 instead of $12. So if enough people buy the additional $20 product, now the average value of your customer is going to increase or the average yeah, cart value for each customer is going to increase. So even though some people may only pay $12, there's a good percentage of people who will pay $32, which you know covers basically all the costs for the ads. So both of those approaches, you know, if, if I had to say which one should you do, I would say, honestly, if you could implement both of them. Uh, but, you know, if you aren't able to build a good relationship and a bond with your audience before the purchase, you know, it can cost a lot of money to get them to make that initial purchase as well. So you got to really make sure you're both like establishing a good rapport with, the, with potential customers as well as increasing the lifetime value of them, as well as increasing the average cart value of them too. So, you know, this is why it's important. You got to build a bond with your audience before you ever make them an offer. And I actually had the, the pleasure of speaking with uh, Brian Sexton. He is the author of People Buy From People. That's the title of the book. Pe the, uh, yeah, title of the book is People Buy From People. And uh, to hear his advice about improving the relationship with your audience uh, before ever making an offer, um, before ever making an offer to them to buy from you, I actually got a chance to get like a, like I asked them, I was like, you know, what's some advice that you would give? So what I'm going to do right now is we're going to go over to an audio clip that he had sent me uh, talking about this exact concept of building rapport with people before you ever offer your product to them. Hi, my name is Brian Sexton. I am the host of the Intentional Encourager podcast and the author of the book, People Buy From People. I want to talk to you today about why building relationships first with potential customers is so important. In today's society, customers have unlimited choices. They can literally get on their phones, get on their laptops, their tablets, and they can literally search any product, good or service that they want to buy and connect with those brands and messages that speak to them. So I'm going to give you three reasons why building relationships with your potential customers first is so critically important. The first reason is, as I wrote in my book, People Buy From People, people buy connection before ever making a transaction. Why do you think companies are so uh, insistent, intentional, if you will, on brand loyalty and, and building that loyalty with that customer. Well, they want to create that connection so that when that customer thinks of their good or service, they go there first. I'm a Hilton Honors member. More times than not, when I'm going to book a hotel, I'm going to book through a Hilton property because Hilton is trying to get me every time through their loyalty program to come to their properties. And they do a good job. They always take care. Uh, I'm a Diamond member, so they always take care of me always make sure I'm, I am satisfied. And so it's because they're trying to connect with me. So every time that I have a lodging need, I go to Hilton properties first and foremost, never forget people buy connection before they ever make a transaction. Number two, like products, it's hard to sell 
what you don't know. If I were to ask you that's listening, if I were to say, sell me this piece of machinery that does something very, very technical, and you have no knowledge of it, it's going to be hard for you to sell it. You couldn't tell me what it does, what benefit is to me, how it's going to save me time and money, because you know nothing about the product. When you try to have a transactional relationship before having a connective relationship, you don't know your customer. You don't know how they buy. They don't know. You don't know how they want to buy. What is important to them in the buying process? What makes them feel comfortable in the buying process? So like products, it's hard to sell what you don't know. And finally, number three, transactional relationships never last. When you are a transactional seller, and forgive me for making this analogy, you for all intents and purposes are a prostitute in the marketplace. In other words, all you're doing is offering a good or service. All you want is money in return. You don't want to build a relationship. You don't want to do anything else. You just want to make a sale and move on to that next opportunity. And then a lot of times you're going to leave that customer feeling cheap and dirty because all you have done is basically taken their money, given them a good and service, maybe patted them on the back, and you really don't care if they're satisfied or not. You really don't care if they got any benefit from your product. You're just wanting to collect your cash and move on. I hope this has helped you understand why relationships first with potential customers is of paramount importance. Check out my book, People Buy from People on Amazon, and check out the Intentional Encourager podcast wherever you get podcasts. Thanks so much. Yeah, so, oh man, I don't know about you, but all that stuff that Brian was saying in, uh, in his little audio clip there that he had sent over for us, it was just like packed full of wisdom there. You know, like the first thing of like people buying connection before they buy from you. Like they'll, and the whole thing of like people identifying with your product or with your brand first. Like I know for some people, they will only buy from Starbucks. They don't, it doesn't matter if there's a Dunkin' Donuts around. They aren't getting Starbucks for the coffee. They're getting it for how they identify with it. Same thing with like people who are huge fans of Apple products. Like I do like... You can have someone who's an avid Android fan and they will come over, they will have the best phone, gigabyte RAM or whatever, the best camera that can zoom in 100 feet and an Apple fan will not hear it. They will not, it'll go in one ear out the other. Not that it's a bad thing, but it's like that's, those are those examples of brand loyalty. The other thing too of understanding like your customer or your potential customer and knowing what their needs are and what their desires are is so important because I could be trying to tell you how these headphones right here, the wireless headphones are so great. They charge so fast. They have the best sound quality. And like, I'm talking about the sound quality of it. And it's got so much bass and rumble. And like, if I'm trying to sell this to someone who I don't know, I might be trying to sell them on how good the, the audio quality is. But for them, you know, they're a stay-at-home dad and they got to deal with you know kids making a lot of noise and they just want to be able to pop in their headphones not hear the vacuum as they're cleaning the house and and not hearing you know their kids you know screaming while they're you know playing with their toys and stuff so like while i'm over here trying to really pitch how good the the audio quality is all he needs to hear is does this help cancel you know noise exterior noise if it does good i'm sold and it's just so interesting because we may be trying to do that where it's like we're trying so hard to promote our pod our podcast or our social media channels and all we got to do is like there's just like the one thing that we may not know that they want to hear but if we were to know them and we were to say that it's like an instant they're in they are sold and then the last thing i thought it was hilarious how <laughs> brian mentioned like how he related it's like prostitution where it's like you know you give me your money i give you this thing and then we part ways and it's like i i like it, i've i've had that happen where 
I've made the purchase and then like, that's it. That's all the, all that person wanted was my money. They don't like, if the product really was a good product or not, you know, they don't care. As long as I got, as long as they got my money, they are satisfied. And that is really bad for both the relationship, but also like how, how I had mentioned the lifetime value of the customer. That's bad as well, because let's say that, you know, I bought that product once and it was good, but it's like, I didn't like how it felt afterwards then I'm not going to go through that person again. I might go to somebody different. And there's people who will buy from a specific store, even though it's more expensive, mainly because they feel like they have a connection with the person. They're like, oh, well, I, I would buy from someplace else, but it's just like the person there is so nice. You know, have you, I'm sure you've had that before where it's like, oh, but you know, the person knows me by my first name and you know, they're just really cool. I, I would feel bad if I didn't get it from them. You know, like how cool and how... Like, wild is that? That it's like through building these relationships first, it's like has such a heavy influence that people will not just buy from you more quickly or subscribe to you more quickly, but they'll also feel bad if they aren't supporting you too because there's that connection, because they trust you and because you understand them and you're giving them a lot of value. So as you're going throughout the day, as you're going throughout your your journey of making things online. Um, ask yourself how you can how you can continue to build this rapport with people first, as you are putting things out there into the world. So thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If this provided you with a lot of value, make sure to rate and subscribe if you have not done so already. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.